With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the Westworld Theorycast. The Westworld Theorycast is part of the DVR Podcast Network. Check us out at DVRPodcast.com. We want to thank Tom, who does our logo. You can check him out at TomPatrick.co.uk. And the Wright Brothers, who do our theme music. Please subscribe, please rate, please share. You can also become a patron and get exclusive content and support independent podcasting. Go to patreon.com slash DVR. And we want to give a shout out to Andy, Brett, and Rachel, our newest patrons. And we want to give a shout out to all the awesome patrons we have. So many of them. We got 20 something of you. We love you all. Uh, we love your feedback. So if this is the first time you're coming to the show and listening to us, Please email us at westworlddvr at gmail.com. Hit us up with your thoughts, your theories, your what you think about the show, anything. I like to talk to everybody. I always email everybody back. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at westworlddvr. And I want to thank Jen Caliban for the Apple Podcast Review. I think that was from Australia. Um, you know what? I would love to get five new reviews this week. And I'll tell you why. Because somebody gave us a review and called us pedantic know-it-alls did you hear that dj pedantic know-it-alls i can you tell me what pedantic means (laughs) i think pedantic means like obsessed with small minute detail unnecessarily i guess that's the way i see it um but i want to thank you for that review because i I like that that's kind of good i like the word usage there you know um but the problem is is that now that's like up on the top so give us some reviews, people. And if you think we're not pedantic know-it-alls, or if you do think we are, then give us a good review and correct what? this person and tell him pedantic is good. That, that's what you need to be pedantic for Westworld. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think it's kind of like an oxymoron because we're a theory cast. Like theories are unproven <laughs> yeah. thoughts that we put together, like it is. based on yes. some loose evidence. Yes. it would. That's why I say it's kind of correct. You know, I kind of like it. Um Okay. Now, before we start, we're going to start. I just do want to give a shout out to Justin Thomas and Hacks Dogma for having me on their awesome uh, post-show live stream called Before the Dust Settles on YouTube. You can check that out. That was the audio that we released on the last episode. And um, I'm going to be on two more YouTube live streams, me and my art. I might switch the art up. Um, the first is this Sunday and I think it's around 4 PM Eastern check Twitter and Facebook to get the details, but I'll be joining in deep geek for his, uh, pre-show. And I really appreciate him having me on. That's going to be awesome. And then I have been booked for the finale people. I will be joining Justin and hacks once again for the finale on the post show live on YouTube. That's going to be super awesome. Fantastically cool. And uh, DJ, are you going to be are you going to be watching that? Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch the finale. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> no, nah, hell yeah, I'm going to tune in. You guys were great this week. I loved it. I love the crossovers of great podcasts and and uh, great podcasters. Uh, it flowed really well. I mean, you guys were you were 
hitting some great, great notes and beads. And like, you know, I, I don't know how much, you know, those guys are into our show, but like, you know, you brought the Westworld theory cast vibe to them and I, I was digging it. And I think you, uh, you know, you found a good little spot with them. Thank and, you. uh, you know, if someone other podcast wants to buy me out, then, you know, maybe <laughs> we could just split this up, sell it and, and you go with them and whatever. But until that time, we're going to bring you the fire. Cause we are Westworld theory cast on the DVR podcasting yeah, network, baby. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not, back. I'm back. I know. That's I'm not, right. Yeah. The jokes DJ. are out. I'm glad to have you back, buddy. And I will not be, you will not be leaving me at my side anytime soon. I need Hell to no. I embrace it. I want to do more stuff. I want to bring more podcasters on our show. I want to cross over everything. Yeah. This is, you know, we, we, we're all pedantic know-it-alls and we want to fucking talk about it to everybody. Exactly. That's what it's all about. All right. So let's get on to the show. Uh, what were your overall quick impressions of this episode, DJ? All right. So I'm going to give it a smiley face emoji rating of the one like wink smirk with the heart, one heart eye. So it's like, what's up, baby? Like, yeah, I kind of love you, <laughs> but I don't really want to commit yet, but I'm just going to like wink because I really, really into you. And that's what I'm feeling. This episode was awesome. Like the, 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 the violence. And the awesome scenes of violence got so overshadowed by the amazing stacking of information and, you know, placement of just, again, like I keep going back, like adding more solid ground to, to what we, we kind of flew off the rails thinking about pedantically in season one. And, you know, now, now we're, we're, getting concrete to only expand and build into a great place from here. So I, I was really excited this episode. I loved the, you know, all the little mini reveals. Um, the Ford stuff was, it, it, it was outstanding. It brought it to the next level and it, it just took us smoothly, smoothly, like very smoothly. Like it was almost without a hiccup, without even question right into the next phase of the artificial intelligence and the consciousness and the, the, the blending of all this technology and how it's going to be applied. Like we're, we're almost there now. And, and I feel like this was the leap we needed. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's a good way of putting it. You know, I know last week I, uh, I didn't talk to you, but, um, when I was talking, that was myself, right? I talked to myself, I think last week I was saying that if this goes you, according to plan, What's that? You talk to the, all the people listening. Oh, that's right. You're right. You're right. And I talked to the feedback too. Um, if this was going to go according to plan, this was going to be kind of setting a groundwork for the end episode because the way they did it last year is that's how they kind of did it. We got it like a download in seven and I feel like they did do that and I really enjoyed this episode a lot. One of the things I wanted to point out is, is that my notes tonight are – heavily chronological they usually usually are chronological but i kind of also said like where they were and i want to kind of mention that like each scene because after the episode ended i saw some things on uh the facebook and the twitter and some articles saying like 
this was a very confusing timeline episode and all that. And I was like, wait a second, I didn't get that impression. So then I watched it again. And then when I watched it the third time, I wrote it down. And the thing is, is this, this episode really only has two timelines, mm-hmm. the present it- time and the about a week ago time. And I, I think it, it, I, I think it actually brought sense to yeah. other scenes we saw throughout the season, okay, like exactly. especially the Thank first you. episode and yes. second episode. Yeah, exactly. So I think if anything, that's why I was kind of confused. And you know, like I guess, uh, you know, a show like Westworld takes a chance, and the chance it takes is you got to come along for the ride. But there is a chance that some people along for the ride are really not going to understand the map at all and are also going to kind of get a, when you try to say, make it more sane, it's actually going to confuse them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I think it, because it, this episode had so many cuts from, from scene to scene and from place to place, it seemed like they were jumping in time, but they weren't. They, this was actually the most, one of the most chronological episodes that the series has done. I think that the one of the reasons why people don't get it is because the show is so fucking confusing that when it's not confusing, they make it confusing in their head. They're not, you know what I'm saying? And I don't blame people for that, but I think it's, it's a, it can happen with watching this show is I was trying to empathize with some people by saying, I can see how that could happen. You're watching something. You're kind of used to be in this confused state. And then they actually show you what is more a, prototypical way of showing an episode, right? You're in the future. You go, she says, we're going to go back. And then we see all these different events. I don't think they took place in Bernard's mind, but they did take place a week before. And then at the end, he comes out and that's where they end. So it was actually very standard. Linear. Yeah. It was more linear than that. You know, it was only one, it was basically framing everything as a flashback to show you that's what was happening during the season. Uh, the first thing I want to start off with is actually the end. Should we assume, what is your opinion straight away, DJ? Should we assume that when we see Bernard now, when we, if we go back and rewatch is Ford inside him in this present, in this present day incarnation from the beach into the Mesa up until the end when they're quote unquote waterboarding him and to the point where he tells them sector 16 zone four. Should we assume that Ford is still inside Bernard now? Is that something that this episode has told us? Do you see that or how do you feel about that? But yes, I do believe Ford's inside of him. I do believe Ford, you know, was basically controlling him to pull the trigger. And now it it could go either way because I thought about another thing. Like it could be Ford pushing him to the point of feeling that pain that he needs to go through because this, you know, the big thing about them evolving was feeling the pain, Teddy feeling the pain, Dolores going through the pain. And that's the next step. And and Ford even said it in the end of the last season about the pain. So this is maybe could be either a, a, a kickstart. Maybe Ford knows he's got limited time and 
you know, okay. that, well, he's that's only going to be I'm there for certain. To. That's what I like what you said, but what uh, more, more specifically, what I'm asking is, do you think he's still inside him? Meaning we still As have of a, yes. I, I, okay. Up to the beach, everything we see right now. You say yes. This All last right. week to, to the beach, I think Ford's inside him. Okay. Now I don't, I don't know what repercussions this is having on Bernard, that might be we see, see right. that might be why we but saw the twitching I, and all this right. stuff. What I was trying to what just what I'm saying is is Ford still inside him? You say yes. I'm not so sure of this because I think we got a week to go, and like you said, Ford said that he would deteriorate fast. Now I do have a kind of a theory about that part, which I might save for a little bit later, Ooh. but I'm not. I I don't know. I don't it seems like like you said he was he was kind of defragging himself and you don't know is that is he fighting against Ford inside of himself is he trying to really just heal himself and Ford is already gone and out of him because whatever happens in the intervening seven days or he meets up with Dolores or May or you know whatever happens at the valley beyond um I don't know that either, but I think that's interesting because in a sense, if you did a rewatch right now, starting from episode one, you could watch episode one. And when he wakes up, a lot of people who said, Hey, that's not Bernard, right? They could say, Mm -hmm. Oh, I was right. Cause that's really Ford and Bernard, right? It's Bernard Ford, Bernard Ford. Now we could take it even deeper and say that. This whole thing was planned so heavily that he knew that there was a more development needed. So that extra time he bought himself in the cradle might have been enough to develop past James Delos. And he knew that he would need to oh, come yeah. out. Well, now, see, you now know, you're like, stepping like, on my theories now, DJ. This is but, what I'm but, talking but, about. You no, gotta look, you got to read the notes. You got to read the notes seeing, I do. I, I read the notes, <laughs> but what we're seeing could also be, you know, how Bernard said said to, to Elsie, was I, here? was I here? That could also be him with Ford at a different time. So we, we're not sure because Bernard has these flash flashes. Mm. True, true. That's a good point because I am obsessed with that Bernard and Bernard and Elsie thing. All right, let's do it. So yeah. when we start out the episode, first off, interesting is that Lesser Hemsworth seems like he is a good guy. He's trying to form a plan with Bernard to actually save the humans and wants to call for help. My question is, who would he call? When he's saying he's going to call for help, who's he going to call? He's going to call – if that's Delos – then I just don't understand who else he's going to call to for help. Do you have any idea about that? I do. And my idea is going to spin into a, a theory. So who's he going to call? He, he was hired apparently by Hale and all these other guys know him as, you know, the, the head guy, head of security. but they all treat him like a piece of shit. And there's a, you know, even making fun of his first name, uh, the one guy, uh, <laughs> his name's Leslie, Ashley. I believe, right? Ashley. Yeah. So, right. So, so now, right. now, like, it's leading me to believe he's 
sympathizing. He he flinches in the beginning when they're shooting the the, the host a little bit. He starts to sympathize with Bernard a little bit in the scene with in a couple episodes back, and now he's like questioning things that they're doing with the hosts, and he steps in in, in certain scenes. Like so now, I'm wondering if he's questioning his own self if he's wondering if he's sentient a robot or an actual human because he looks so confused every scene and then if that's the case (laughs) his programming has him to call for help somehow in an emergency so his reverting back to some kind of calling for help because unless it's some kind of military force that he would have a, a contact number four. Yeah. He's at the point that, of hey, the oh, highest people hey, in Delos where he is. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's, that's something interesting too, DJ, uh, just to move us along here, which is that he is, um, this is a week later. So when we open up here, we're opening up in the present time, right? So mm-hmm. for all we know, that could, that's not Stubbs. And he could be there trying to help Bernard through whatever he's going through. So that's interesting. The idea of him being a host here or having learned something further along that we don't know, right? Because the last time we see him in the uh, seven days before is when he's running into the elevator with uh, Charlotte. So whatever happens after that, I would suppose that they're going down and they're going to run into Sizemore and with Sizemore, they're going to run into Maeve and perhaps they'll, you know, help Maeve. So, and he'll learn, he'll see what Maeve is, you know? So that's really interesting that I didn't think about it that way. Good thinking DJ is that this, this reason why he's kind of like not wanting to see, like, you're right. When they were, when they were nailing Abernathy, he got kind of squeamish about it. It could yep. be because size, because Stubbs ends up kind of in this intervening week, becoming really like sided with the host. I like that. All right, moving on. Carl finds out that Teresa was killed in Ford's lab. He kind of intercepts Bernard and Stubbs. This seemed a little weird, convenient to me. We found the DNA in this lab and everything. Uh, this seemed a little weird to me. This is part of my grand major theory that I'll expose at the end of the episode. Yeah, but I, I I know your your major theory. Yeah. You know, I, I believe you've revealed it already. You yes, know. I have uh, on the Twitter, on the Twitter, but not. Oh on the no, podcast. but I think you've you've let up. I, I I'm, I'm going to assume you know that that what where you're headed. But what I want to say about it is, it it was a little convenient, but I think it was mm-hmm. just a, a scene they needed to move it along. Um, I, I, I yeah, how much you know? How much could we really true. like true. piece together and, and need to see the whole thing? Yeah, like, it was you know, a they just weird. They threw though. it in there. Yeah, it was so weird. We tracked the DNA and we found the DNA five kilometers in a thing. But how are they going to get him into the room with the Bernards? And like that, also, you know, that why, was why would they be doing that? Like the whole place is under siege. Right, like the whole place is under siege. No, but don't and forget, this is in the in the in the future weeks ahead. So they they kind of saw all the dead hosts. They're emptying the the the, the lake 
True. So this is actually not happening. I guess that's a good point. That's a good point. The, they don't know right. where anybody right. is exactly. except the dead hosts. You're right. You're right. They're, and the they're ones they're doing, shooting in the head. You're right. They're doing more of a fact finding. That's, that's, yes. you're, that's accurate. That's accurate. You see? And here we go. You shouldn't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't make fun when people get a little confused, but all right. So this leads us up to a very cool scene where Bernard is found out. You know, they're going to shoot Stubbs, but Bernard remembers he killed Teresa. Then they find this secret room and they see all these different versions of uh, Bernard. Now, I want to ask you quickly, yes or no, DJ, did you see this picture before this? Had you seen this picture on the internet? No, I have not. Okay. So this picture went around a lot. I'm a part of a bunch of Facebook groups and stuff and people had posted it. And I think a lot of people had formed theories about, oh, now this proves that there's multiple versions of every host. And I just thought that this is a great example of why I kind of, after Lost, I didn't, I did a little spoiler stuff with Lost and then I stopped doing it is because you go down these rabbit holes that are just like, they're you're just coming up with all this stuff about it that is fun to think about. Yes, there's no, there's not wrong with that, but it just leads you to kind of think, looking at the show in a whole different way and kind of missing other parts of it, you know? No, you know what it leads to? It leads to a four hour ramble cast every week versus yeah, we did do a, that, a we? one hour and change podcast of, well, we of, do of stuff. Based off of just what we saw, <laughs> you know what that's, I'm saying? Like it, it is a big true. difference, you know. Like we, we've we've learned, and and, and yeah, you know, you it's it. it is it's it's hard to resist the spoilers. I I don't even watch the the you know the trailer for the next week yeah. because it 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 ruins the show. And now I'm I'm assuming maybe this picture came from a you know a, a trailer or the maybe the season trailer, like a screenshot or something. Yes, and people were passing it around. So, I mean, we don't have to get – we've done so much spoiler talk. But, yeah, it's – you know, it's it just – it did lead a lot of people to go down rabbit holes. But it was pretty obvious too when I saw the picture because one of the versions of Bernard is the clockwork version. So, it was yes, obvious that they – split open. Yeah. Saw the- so, it was obvious that they had just – even when I saw the picture, I was like, oh, they're going to find the lab. That's what I thought. And I was – that's what it was. They found the lab. Big deal. Um, but it was kind of cool though. It was kind of cool. And I guess it, 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 Charlotte kind of acted like she didn't know Bernard was a host, which kind of goes against the theory I had that she knew it, but she also wasn't too surprised. Yes. Yes. That's what I was just about to say. She was not too surprised, you know? So she, she, I, you know, I'm sure it's on purpose, but she plays everything so cool. She don't, she doesn't reveal too much and she doesn't ask too many questions like she she seems like she know like has this like instinct yeah that's true man and i like what you put here she acting the role to protect her own identity from being questioned because you know i think charlotte is a hybrid i'm going down on the ship with that man i'm going down with that one no i'm pretty i'm pretty much on board with you at this point i believe it too um especially because of all the I, i guess you know factual things they've placed for us where we know what the experiment is. We know what James Delos was after mm-hmm. Ford confirmed everything, mm-hmm. so, you know? So like that's multiple sources. It's not just mm-hmm. one, you know, person maybe <laughs> throwing something out and they're like, you know, we're all going to, you know, fly, fly off about it. Like they're confirming that this yeah. is, this was the goal. So now putting that together with 
her, her involvement. It's it. She's, I gotta, I'm believing like she's like a 90 year old lady sitting in a bed Mm -hmm. somewhere. That kind of goes actually more along with, uh, Hacks Dogma's whole video about Charlotte actually not, and this whole team not being with Delos, that they're actually like a third party. And she kind of was stealing, trying to take the information. I think she might also be like a kind of, uh, they did kind of frame her. Remember when she went out and met MIB in the desert and got his vote to oust Ford? So yep. she's kind of like this, she does represent like this kind of rogue, um, faction perhaps on the board. And maybe that's linked somehow to the secret project, you know, like perhaps only certain exactly. board members were in on the secret project, you know? So she's and really like, kind of not working definitely for on it. Like he, they, yeah. they were in cahoots somehow, yeah. you she, know, like, like, so we know that these two key players are in on it. And now with this week's, crazy shit that went down and the possibility leading more towards MIB being a host and her being a host. Like this could be a secondary, there could, there could be like three attempts happening right now. Fords, maybe four (laughs) Fords, uh, uh, yeah, not Fords, uh, MIB's, uh, Charlotte Hale's attempt, uh, uh, Maeve's attempt and, 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 uh, Wyatt's attempt like they, like maybe they there's they're all trying to do the same goal but you know they're on different paths because they're not sure Ford wasn't sure which goal is going to work when he set this up yeah you know that's, like, that's, I mean, it, that's could, it just could be out, like yeah. I, you know it's kind of out there this is the Westworld theory cast um you know that Hale is being manip like the pe- Hale thinks she's working for someone else but she's really working for Ford Everybody's working for Ford, yeah, exactly. That's an except maybe yes, maybe the ex- like the extraction team that thinks they're working for that all the dead know, people that man. just got wiped out from I, the I whole kinda, company. I don't know. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like they can't do. I do feel like this is going to be the end of Ford this season. Um, I think like they've gone to that. It's this makes sense now. I'm glad he's back. You know, um, I love, obviously I love seeing Anthony Hopkins and the delivery and the scenes just are really special, but I think you can't keep on going back to that well. And either he, either he remains alive and, um, is kind of humanized in more, in more way, or I hope he goes away because like I said, I'm hoping that we find out that there's things he doesn't know rather than him being. I mean, I do think that that we're going to find out that he there's more that we don't know this season, and this is my kind of final theory here. But I do, uh, I do hope that in general, it's not you know that whole thing. Well, Though it might be, you're right. It could be that Hale thinks she's doing, you know. <laughs> that you know this- but also with with Ford, he could also be like he was willing to sacrifice his life to continue the project. Now he knew he was inside the cradle continuing the project. Maybe he knew that that version of himself was going to sacrifice himself as well. So I I do agree. I hope we don't see him like dragged on through the different seasons. Like there's no, it it just would get cheesy. And they got to be free. You know, like, so it would be nice to, to like bow tie it with him sacrificing again, 
to get to, to, to now in this form. Mm, yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, getting out of just the first scene, uh, <laughs> is this, it, it does beg the question because of the bookends. And I've seen some people think this perhaps, or kind of posit this, that this entire episode takes place inside Bernard's mind. That perhaps everything in this episode is suspect in some way, because it kind of starts, it, this scene ends with her saying, you know, I'm going to, I've shared with you, you're going to share with me. And then like, we kind of go into these flashes and that leads us out too. these like kind of flashes of Bernard's life. Um, I think that's just more of a framing mechanism. I don't think that, that we necessarily should think of it that way, though I could be wrong. I mean, in future, I, we might think differently, but I don't think so, but okay. I'm open to it. Okay. So the next thing I wanted to point out is right away. That was kind of silly that Hale tells him to copy the control unit. We already knew how much data was in it and not to just rip it out. I didn't really understand that part. Yeah. I would think you'd want to be the sole holder of yeah. that information. Yep. Just rip it out. Why do you want to transfer it to another hard drive? You know, they can extract it from his brain, whatever. Well, we'll I, I, that kind of thing, I just let it go. They needed to kind of move the plot in that way. But uh, you, you guys, if you, if we're not going to go deep here, but really go, if you haven't listened yet, go back to the, to the YouTube show that Axel just recorded and they, they touch on stuff that's kind of would, would talk about that. I'll, I'll give you a little teaser. So that for the people oh, who have listened, yes. go listen to that. Yes, we did talk a little bit about that. Um, I thought it was one of the things I thought was cool in this episode is how Dolores wants to destroy the backups. We know that we kind of, you know, we know it ends up getting blown up. Right. Um, but I like the way that at this point, Stubbs and Hale think that they're trying to take them, you know, that they would be so precious to them. And Dolores really wants to destroy them and sees it as freedom because now she doesn't have a backup. Her life is the only life she has, you know? I thought that that was really kind of interesting, the way they played that out during the episode. And again, a another double kind of confirmation thing. Dolores understood that to blow that up, she needed her – that would that would ensure them being singular and Ford also at the same time saying it to Bernard. So that's another like concrete piece. Yeah, baby. Um, we jump back down into the cradle. This was a, these were great scenes. I just love these scenes so much. And, uh, we're learn we're learning just like we talked about. We're getting the concrete stuff here. We're getting stuff that imagine if we had found this out in episode one, right? Of the series. And an interesting point right off the bat. When Bernard asks Ford, why are you still here? How are you still here? Ford's answer is to say that Delos wouldn't spend all that money just to re resurrect himself. He's a better businessman than that. Meaning he, part of it was to sell it to other people, use it with other people. So it benefited Ford. So that again, I got to go back into my Charlotte thing here. There has to be other instances of this. It can't just be Delos and Ford. There must be other – maybe there's other people who 
were in the cradle, you know, or in well, some, you know, like when they get to wherever they're going. Just for the the fact that you guys brought up third party type things, I mean, people, I, I could understand this being like a super secretive project if it was for that reason, but it's out there. Like people visit this as a park, so they know this kind of technology exists. So immediately someone's going to try to make their version or create corporate espionage. Yeah. So, you know, this, what he says here, I mean, this just, this is the reason I said this catapults us to the next phase of the story. That's like a, a, a big thing. Like just leading us like saying, Hey, like, what do you think? I'm a moron. Like I let Delos James be this Guinea pig, you know? So like, come on, Bernard, like, you obviously now and then Bernard finds out, goes back, thinks about Dolores every time, you know, like, so this is all like setting it up for like, all right, we're past this point. Get over it. Move on. I don't understand what you mean. All right. So like, they're kind of saying like, this is, this is like what what it is. Like, obviously it's not where maybe a theory you thought about, like, this is what's, what, it, what's going on. Like, this is going to be what the goal. Go- what is Trust some on? kind of, some kind of, of transference or some oh, kind no, of. No, that's not what I, what I, what I'm saying is we've been told that it didn't work. Right. So why is Ford saying he wouldn't spend all that money just to resurrect himself? When Bernard right. asks, "Why are you here?" So there's so. other other players involved. Yeah. I'm saying that would want to pursue this. It's not he's saying why why would he want to resurrect himself, use it on himself? Obviously, the, he's going to want to you know do this maybe for his family, or he got duped into this, like I wrote here, by possibly William at one point, and that's why William laughs every time at the end, and and there's a possibility that William was interested in using James as the Guinea pig to propel this, this experiment. Everybody's got a motive. Ford has a motive. MIB has a motive. James Delos had a motive. They all had, they all had a motive using each other in different ways. And we're seeing it possibly Charlotte is a different motive. Third parties involved with, they're saying maybe now. So that's what I'm saying. Like that's, you know, what Ford I think meant by that. Like he, Thought he got one up on James Delos. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, okay. I see that. I didn't understand that. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, I took it to mean that that there were more people. Maybe I'm just interested to see who else could possibly have been involved. Maybe there's other people in the cradle. Maybe there's other people in the valley beyond. Maybe there's other people. You know, maybe Charlotte yeah, is a successful uh, version of that. You know, inside the park. Um, exactly. That, like that's why, like William, it, too. It, yeah, yeah. It just p- p- puts us in the next level. Like mm-hmm. they, like you know, it kind of. That's what I meant by that. You I know? like that. That's interesting. Um, we also get in this a fact. Ford admits that it was his red ball that Bernard put in the cradle, so we don't have to debate that any longer. Um, then we get a really cool scene where Bernard is kind of, and this is definitely worth talking about. It's like he has the realization of what we're talking about. They explain what the park really is. And it's there to collect data on humans 
The host loops are there as controls so the human variables or decisions can be mapped and decoded and made into a copy of the human brain. Later, Ford says that the copy that Delos comes up with is more like a uh, uh, I said more in the notes moron, but he said like a dim-witted child humming a popular tune, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he further goes along to say that it, it makes me think of the way Delos was playing. And I said this on the uh, live stream, Delos was playing that vinyl record with the pops and the hums and everything, right? That's like Ford, the analog, Right. And And Ford even mentions the word analog. He mentions analog. And what Delos wants is like the pristine copy. They want the MP3. They want the file, right? The fidelity. Ford's not interested in that. And that's what, you know, he makes that illusion when he's talking later on about how Bernard is, that's what Bernard is. Bernard is a totally, totally new creation, really. He's not, he's meant as an homage to Arnold. That's what I think people mistake in this show. And I see it online all the time. Uh, and a lot of people, you know, just kind of characterize that Bernard is a copy of Arnold. And Ford said that last year too. He's not a copy of Arnold. He's an homage to Arnold. He's like a, a work of art, a unique work of art, right? A truer copy modeled in his image, but he's what Arnold would want the next step to to keep going, the, the, the work to keep moving on. Yes. Arnold actually, I believe Ford in his later years, probably understood Arnold's original vision and saw the beauty in it and the splendor. Yep. So So the other part, as we go along, the other interesting part about this is just, and throughout the episode, and this, this kind of continues with the last episode that we saw Ford in, which is the finale of last season, right? Just, he's really continuing on his kind of like, he does not like humans, you know, and he's really kind of down on people a lot. And, uh, one of the things that he says about when they're going through this whole, this whole scene of Bernard kind of realizing what the park is, is that it leads to the, the greatest realization, right? Which is that the show we've been watching and thinking that, you know, the, uh, Ford had this whole idea of making the hosts awake over time and that, you know, this whole, this future world is so awesome. Really, as Ford had told us last season, it's a complete mistake. They were, there's, there's, there were, there was never any intent to try to get the host to wake up and be human. The intent of the park from its very inception was to replicate use people and the data from it to replicate humans and be able to uh, offer rich people eternal life transference yeah. and this is you know That's one of the main of the my main theories i've been rolling with this whole time because it makes the most sense for you know when we found out there's boards involved and rich people and money mm-hmm. when i thought that there's always a a, a motive to use this cream baby t- to your advantage first and then sell it to people for profit. Mm-hmm. Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar. Why do you think they use that song, y'all? Yep, that's true. 
why do you think they use it? Which I can't believe I forgot to mention that in that episode, but yeah, that was fantastic. Um, so that is interesting, you know, that he just kind of, and he said that last year too, that their free will is a mistake, but put within the context of now them being open about what the park is, is even more interesting and it, it just makes total sense. And it kind of, and you know, I mean, I got to give a heads up to the, uh, to the showrunners and writers here because they laid this out very well to when this whole scene, which could have come off awkwardly, you know, or as a, a kind of data dump came off very well because it's like Bernard realizes it, but it's like Ford is kind of helping him. You can see, and you can kind of see them even like working together. It's really, I really liked it. And one of the things, interesting things that Ford says in this scene is, uh, and I think we'll get to the other stuff later on, but is that, uh, Dolores is free. He says they're all free now, you know, cause when, uh, Bernard challenges him about Dolores, was it her really her choice to shoot him? And I like the way they go back and challenge that again, cause we've been talking about that as fans and he claims that she's really free. I still don't buy it. You know, and I think it's even, uh, and I know newbie Doos agrees and I think it's even, um, more so than in, when we come back to this scene, uh, later on that he take, that he goes into Bernard and he kind of has to take over again. It's like Ford is a tinkerer. He just like, can't leave well enough alone. Like he keeps on saying he's going to go away and let him be free and they're going to be free. But even what Dolores is doing is still seems like a plan that he laid out, especially when it seems like MIB is going the same place. This is why I think there's like four main people on the same mission, because just like it's a test to see which one will work. Maybe they'll all work. Maybe none of them will work. One of them will work right now. We know that there was a copy made instead of the just one piece of the data. So now there's two copies out there, the original and the copy, right? So there's two versions of all that data. Well, so what do you mean? From from what Charlotte had copied. No, they stopped co- it. They stopped it. Remember? It only hit, it, it only that's got, right. Only got part of it through. That's right. All right. But all right. So still like they're, it was, but they're all like kind of after like, you know, Dolores has it. Like, but I'm, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of team going after it, like to search for it, but it's going to be the same goal. That's what I think. Yeah. I think that's it an did. interesting idea, DJ. I like it. Um, but again, also Ford does reiterate, like I'm saying in this same scene that he promised them a fighting chance and he wants to give it to them. And Bernard says to him, there's no escape uh, from here. And, Ford says, oh, is there isn't? So that's very interesting because my main theory is going to tell you how I think they're all going to escape. Oh, boy. Oh, it's coming, baby. Uh, then we have this MIB and Maeve meetup. This was kind of cool. I really like this timing. It picks up nicely from the last episode when MIB was riding out with the last time we saw him and it picks up off when we saw Maeve running away from ghost nation. So I thought this was kind of cool that at first I didn't, I had to get my bearings. Yeah. Well, I think it was a clever way to, for, for the Maeve, for us to feel the Maeve because 
we saw in that you know one iteration was the the ghost nation getting her and then one was uh mib getting her at one point when she started having her original flashbacks so to actually see now mib there and have that be the trigger that sets her off from a previous memory whereas mib was probably in like talk it out mode right now like hey like, like what's <laughs> going right. on like oh, she yeah. just goes buck wild yep. so it, it it was very fitting to to be the trigger that 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 sets mave off and also come from like one of the same people that we know is a real scumbag to these to, to, to these uh hosts yeah this whole yeah. time yeah. just to get what he wants and we and it comes through again with your boy Lawrence, when he, you know, you, it's just a game. You use this for a game, like, yep. like so. It is very fitting, very, very. It, I, you know, it's a convenience, whatever you, how you call it. I think it worked nicely. Yeah, I think it did too. And then MIB gets totally fucked up, gets shot like six to eight times. Everybody's now like, "Yo, he must be a host because he didn't die. What the hell's going on? He get, keeps on getting shot, like when he got shot in the arm, and now he's okay." And I don't know about that, but I think that we talked about this on the live stream. I think you probably agree, DJ, that his most likely his daughter is going to come up or Ghost Nation or somebody's going to come up and get him. And get and get what? And do what? And I don't know. They're either, my- like they, they, they- – Pull bullets out now from the they got gut. The, they have like that I, little I, thing, I, if, man. You know, I didn't see massive blood spewing out from his stomach, like not spewing out, but like around, like it, coming out. Then I would have thought maybe armor. He's got something under there, and you could fix your arms up. Come on, you're gonna fix that gut shot. Like that's that's a usually those go in and 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 now they like roll around in your body. Yeah, and it was. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't a through and through. You know, like that. I don't know. Like we've seen so that little what do you tool, think, dude. If what? that if that tool extracts the bullet and fixes him, yeah, I, I might not be so happy. I have to go with it, but I I can't see other than him this revealing him as being a host copy, like working. He's I, not Arya. Arya would have. Arya can survive yeah, that. I know. Right. That was the worst. Yeah. I mean, we may have another situation like that, and we're just gonna have to go along with it that somebody just picks him up and he's just kind of fucked up for a little while and then he gets better. Um, but they don't have that much time. And actually we don't know where he is, right? He has not showed up in the present day timeline. So that's a, that's a point there to make. But, um, I mean, you know, my theory is I do have a theory that this could lead him, you know, the daughter picks him up. She takes him to the Valley beyond he gets turned into a hybrid. This is this is a good way for MIB to either complete this destiny of the door, which could be the door transference, open the door to a new a new body, a new mind. I don't know, man. It's pretty convenient. He gets all fucked up. He's all shot up. You gotta kind of you gotta you gotta save him somehow, right? Yeah, he's got. If he really is, he might have a, a little bit. Yeah, right. Like this might be his shot now. Yeah, he might get transferred now. Yep, this could be it, man. Who knows? I would like right? that actually. That'd be kind of cool. 
Um, and, then, and then he'd have to feel the fucking pain he put them all through. Yeah, because, I mean, we're not even talking about the fact that the character is going to die, right? It's not kind of funny. Like any other show, we'd just be like, oh, he's dead. And we had a lot of people die in this episode, and I just kind of feel like, I don't know, we might see him again. Well, <laughs> what, what's like, kind of funny is if they would save him and put him in a in a host body, it'd be like everything – he was hoping against yeah, for yeah, real consequence would, and real yeah. death. And it, and it would almost be like mm-hmm. a punishment. And it makes sense. And that's why I think a lot of people have the MIB as a host theory is because if he did turn out to be a host or a hybrid, it makes sense in his backstory. You know, it, there, it, that there's so much conflict between that, you know, that, um, between, I, I should say, the hosts and him and real and reality and not a non-reality and wanting there to be, um, you know, the possibility of death having real consequence, you know? So, and I, another little clue, like I keep getting hung up. I can't get past when he slipped up about the elephant thinking that his mother, forgetting the mother liked it and and thinking the daughter liked it. I I chalked it up at the time as like, she reminded him of the, of his wife, but, Mm, not so much no more. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, the scene with Lawrence is great. Uh, Maeve lets him kind of choose, though it's like, I don't know, did she kind of push those memories into his brain a little bit? I kind of felt a little, I wasn't so sure about that. Um, and then all of a sudden, we don't even have time to think about what Lawrence did. And here comes Sizemore with the cavalry, and they kill. Lawrence, but I mean, is he really dead? See, unless the control unit is destroyed, it could be retrieved. So I don't think Lawrence, I don't, I'm not so sure Lawrence is dead though. I guess poor one. I mean, he's a great actor, Clifton Collins Jr. Pour one out, but I don't think so. I'm not going to pour one out yet. What do you think? How can we, from what we've seen, everything is inside that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Unless you destroy that CPU. Mm-hmm. their programming makes them die. It might shut shut exactly, down. Exactly. Because yep. they got shot, but all they got to do is grab it and pull it. Look, look at all those Bernard bodies. All their heads were split open to get this thing out. Like, duh. Like, like, like obviously it can be moved around. So this is, it doesn't mean the absolution end for everybody. I mean, no, it, no. It, it can't. Now, um, so this is kind of where we see – and this was so cool too. That's what I really loved about this episode, how it kind of moved the pieces along so well. So Sizemore picks up Maeve and bam, they're off and they head out to the Mason. Of course, we pick up on them later. Um, so now we're jumping back into the cradle. Uh, and this is where – this was kind of cool. They go into Bernard's house, right, that we saw that was being built. And uh, it's like his uh, – it reminded me of uh, like Sherlock Holmes, like his mind palace. He felt comfortable there. So they created that. So that's where Bernard could be kind of brought into existence. And then we find out awesomely again, getting getting more footing underneath us, not more confusing, but explaining things to us that, that those scenes we saw – previous like the first scene in the episode where it's actually Dolores training or doing conducting f- fidelity tests with Bernard inside of the cradle 
and he helped use Dolores's memories, helped him make Bernard, which I thought was super cool. So it's like they, Delos uses the park and Ford used someone that loved him. You know, it's kind of, there's an interesting ethical quandary or ideas there, you know, like how Delos is spying, but what, what Dolores and Ford were doing were, were kind of in a way like recreating their lost love. He had to work with her, you know? That's what I mean. Like there's everybody has a motive somehow and like everything's a little different and you know, Arnold's motive also, he also had a motive. So like it like now, you know, Ford figured out like this perfect loop of how to make the machines run each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they test each other. Like this is almost, you know, how, how, uh, like a machine, I guess would would come up with a solution, you know, it's just running millions of combinations until bang, it comes up with the right thing, except we're seeing it outside of its box and inside of a a humanoid form. Yeah. Well, in, uh, in, in this, in the cradle. Yeah. And then later on in the humanoid form. Exactly. Well, yeah, right. Right. That's what I mean. Like, you know, like it's still like, wow, you know, it's like the the computer and then bang, you're, yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Like, yeah, like it, it, cool. it, you know, it all makes sense. And, it's, and, and I, 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 at this point, it's hard to argue that there's not a, a piece of this that Ford didn't foresee. Cause it's like, he's really good. And, and if not, he could have trained the cradle part of him to foresee it. Cause the, like the lady said, like, look, look at all the, all it's just like corrupted. Everything keeps getting moved around. Like, well, someone's moving it around. It's still Ford. Yeah. Um, this scene was very cool. I like the way he says, you know, I left you in there for many years. That's kind of, that's awesome when you think about that, you know, like he just, they went over this over and over again and trying to kind of these fidelity tests and maybe even just living in there and just making Arnold and the person doing it was the person who killed him. So that's what's like even sick. And it goes back to when, when Ford last season was talking to Dolores, remember in their scene and she said, are we friends? And he said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that Dolores, (laughs) you know, and now you see that it's even more complicated than we thought. Not only was he making reference to the fact that she killed Arnold he was making reference to the fact that he actually, she helped bring him back and then he helped bring her to life, you know? So it's For, like so complicated. It really, there is depth of character here, you know, just way depth. And that, that, it, it's brilliant how it's opening it up and, and you know, and it's, it, it's a real slow build. Yeah. Like, you know, like we thought it was a slow build for the first season to get to like the juice and then, this is this might actually be still slow part like you know what i'm saying like we might find out like holy shit like everything was calculated like this might be that heavy you know it, it, it's really cool we shall see baby just take a little sip of water there yeah drink that um, water everybody this is a public service announcement don't forget to hydrate or refresh yeah. from your cortical fluid every once in a while you got it baby um 
so moving along, Ford, uh, then things take a little bit of a turn. They're having a nice conversation about how Bernard was being alive and then it takes a turn. And Ford basically tells Bernard he's hijacking him uh, to help him. He's going – that unless – that Bernard is too good-natured to beat Delos, he's going to be poured into the darkness unless we open the door. Then he transfers into Bernard's mind. That's when Bernard wakes up in the next scene and the system reboots and it now whatever was clogging it up is gone and the system is working fine now at Westworld and I guess in all the parks it's been restored. Um, the most interesting part of this, unless we open the door and then he comes through it to the other side. What is he sending MIB? What mission is MIB on? The door. I'm telling uh-huh. you, people. He told him that was the name of his game. Yep, the door. That's what the door is. I think that we can say that, you know? He says it very plainly. And again, though, he's too no he says he's too noble, too beautiful, not he's not a copy of murderous humans. Like Ford just does not like humanity, man. He's not down with it, but he loves the hosties. And now he's a part of Bernard. I thought that that was super cool the way that they did this. And at, at first, of course, I didn't really understand what was happening. I kind of thought, oh, maybe he's going to be inside of him. You know what I mean? When, especially when they said that the system is clean now. But, um, I don't know. What did you think, DJ, when he kind of no, put his it, hand it, in front of him? Yeah, he was. You're saying like, what is he? he no, what was your initial reaction when you were watching the show and he put his hand in front of him? Did you think, oh, what the hell just happened? No, I, I understood. He 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 got out of the network and in, in into Bernard. He's okay, sharing cool, yeah. now Bernard's internal network. Yeah, so like kind his, of the way his, they did it with the ball going right to the ball and coming out. It kind of they did that very nicely, you know, where it's like subconsciously, I wasn't shocked when he saw when later he sees Ford in the mirror, I was like, oh, okay, I was right. You know, like I kind of, even though I hadn't didn't totally think about it, like the way they did it was very well shot. I want to point that out. Absolutely. And it was, you know, uh, it wasn't like, it was kind of done in a way like, like even though we're, we're, we're onto something, they're not going so far out there. Like we're, we're, we're kind of pushing the, the board, the boundaries a little bit with some of our theories and, and people's thinking because they want, they're thinking it's going to go really far out there. Like it, it, it might be a little bit closer like to normalcy than we think. So like, that's, you know, kind of normal, like the, what we, the way we've been thinking and how that's how it would work. Yeah. You know, like he's, he was well the virus. He's yep. out now it's clean. Yep. That's cool. Um, so we're moving along. We're, we're back up there in the room. Teddy and Dolores bust in. This was a really cool scene. Why didn't, why doesn't Teddy just kill Stubbs and Hale? They're taking out everybody else, but I guess they know they need Hale. I guess they kind of explain later. You had put in the notes. Maybe it shows he's a host. I don't know. I don't think Stubbs at this point. I don't think so. I think Stubbs is Stubbs at this point. And you think Hale's possibly what? Yeah, I think what? I think that she might be a hybrid, but I don't know if Dolores uh, would know and that. And she doesn't get killed. Okay. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Just, it's a we'll little see. convenient. We'll see. I think they just needed him. Um, 
For what? Because he's a Hemsworth? No, because they knew they would have info. They knew they would have info of what's going on with her dad and his brain and the key. And I think it also provides an, a, a reason for Dolores to be able to tell us she knows everything that's going on. Um, all right. Now we have one of the coolest scenes in the episode, which is when Bernard actually sees Ford in him and Ford starts first. We see him in the mirror. I like the way they did that too. Like the progression first he's in the mirror. Then he's just standing right next to him. Um, now, this is when one of the most interesting parts happens to me and it explains to me so much is that Ford kind of tells Bernard, let's get rid of Elsie. And then Bernard tells Elsie, he says, Ford's narrative ends in a hidden facility, the place the host call the Valley Beyond. And we've been waiting to find out what the Valley Beyond is. And then they just told us. And this is something that we had theorized on the show. I know Hacks Dogma did a video about it. Um, I think that that's fair to say that that is what it is. It's the hidden facility. It's the same place where we see the hosts, right? That's Sector 16, Zone 4, the same place that we saw uh, William talking to Dolores, telling, saying to her, have you ever seen – Something, what's her line again? Uh, something as splendid, uh, uh, delightful splendid. Yeah. As much splendor as this. Remember when they're sitting out there? That was what episode two, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we see all the earth movers moving around. So I think that this is the main place where the secret project, this is the big secret project lab. That's basically where we're going. What do we always oh. see in Westworld? There's like there's little labs, and then there's the Mesa. This is oh. the Mesa of the secret project. Uh, possibly, I still think it could be. It could be a, a like a. I'm thinking in it's a lab of some sort, but I'm thinking like it has a a, a trunk line to get out. Like, like that's the, like the only, okay. Yeah. Like, no, well, like there's something from, yes, that, that is, it's not for, for them and their, their bodies. It's going to be for the information. And, for, and William says it's the worst thing he ever did. So like to him, uh, he's on a mission to destroy it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like he, he, that, that seems to be his thing, burn the whole place down. So like maybe, you know, if, you know, he is still human in that whole, you know, he's not a host or whatever like that. He might be going to the same place to, to do the opposite of them. You know, like it's going to be says it's right. He says it's a place that he created. It's the worst mistake he made. And you're right. As MIB in this present more, not well, two weeks ago timeline in the more beginning of the season, he says he wants to, you know, He's got to destroy it. Burn it all down. Right. And Dolores says that it's a weapon. Mm Mm-hmm. That it's a weapon that she can use. And later in the scene with Hale, she says that her quest for eternity will die in that valley along with all the souls you've gathered there. So what are all those souls? It's the information on all the guests. It's the human information is hidden at this facility. That's the souls. Now, you know, we can get into my super theory here, which is this. Are you ready for it, DJ? Should I just Wait, lay it out? This is it. Here we yeah, go. Folks, we're, we're here. here. We everybody, 
all right, chill out. <laughs> if, you, if you're driving, you might want to pull over. Don't do anything crazy. But here we go. Axel, uh, hit him with it. So now that we've established what the valley beyond is and also the door, right? This facility, I think, is where this all happened. This is the facility where they figure out how to make the red balls, where they're doing all the experiments, where there's perhaps room upon room of James Delos's or other people or Charlotte's or whatever that they've been trying to do this or Ford's that there's a backup system much like the cradle or there's several of them in which they conduct these experiments at, right? And all of that is housed in a main facility where all the information is. I think that that may also explain why and back up actually hacks dogma's theory about Charlotte being for a third party is that it's possible that she doesn't know about this facility and that the people who know about this facility are Dolores Ford, that Charlotte is not, that this is somehow more of a secret Delos facility, something that William really was more ahead of and didn't let those people know, meaning maybe that's why Charlotte is a third party. Right, that she's kind of a faction of the board and she doesn't know as much as she thinks she knows. But anyway, long story short, my belief is that Ford, I shouldn't say belief, it's just a theory. I don't know if I believe it. And it's, it, it might work out. Who knows? Is that from the beginning, Ford has been inside Bernard. He's been trying to lead them there through making it look, seem as though you know, at first he's, he's, they just find him on the beach and they pick him up and they go, right? He's kind of, Bernard's kind of glitching out when he's looking back and seeing what's going on, right? Perhaps because Ford had played through these permutations before, uh, maybe perhaps even in the cradle, right? In the same way that Dolores was training Arnold. That's why they, uh, training Bernard. That's why they may have showed us that. Maybe that actually happens in the future. And Dolores helps train Bernard for this encounter, which is to kind of hold Ford within his mind, guide them back to this place because Dolores has taken out the consciousness, the mind, the information of those one third of the hosts that are floating in the Dead Sea. That those hosts, those because they have virgin control units, right? There's nothing in them. That data is now in the main facility, which Carl now is going to go to and send it up to the satellite. Remember, he says, get the phased array ready. We're going to send it up to the satellite. So how did the hosts get out of the park? They get out of the park by being put maybe even dumping all that human data, destroying it all, like Dolores says, and replacing it, doing like a one-two punch, destroying all of Delos's information, and then getting Delos to upload them out of the park it's, through uh, the satellite. Very similar. I mean, it's the trunk line idea. Say it could be the satellite. I, I love this theory. I mean, it, this, this, I think it's more of a, you're more on on point than you know you, you need to think like 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 than you need to doubt um like just from learning with Ford I blew and Bernard, your mind. just say it DJ okay you're stumbling you're mumbling because I blew your damn mind you blew it you blew it like like a hooker on 42nd in the <laughs> oh, Deuce show on HBO like this is like that's what's up like you did a good job 
But seriously, the Ford and Bernard thing, like Ford confirms that Bernard, that a Ford would deteriorate if he was in a human, in a, in a, in a host mind, right? Like mm-hmm. if a human was, like James Delos did. Mm-hmm. Well, look what we see. Bernard is deteriorating, but we don't realize why. We have no idea why Bernard's all fucked up, why he yeah. needs a cortical fluid. Well, maybe – because it's Ford, a red Ford's herring. Ford's been in there, and I love it. I love loving it, bro. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm with it. Remember what I said? I'm subscribing. I'm okay. leaving feedback. Five stars. Remember what I said before a couple episodes is as a possibility that Bernard's injury is a red herring because we see it in the different timelines, right? And yeah, we assume, and it's all different. Right. We assume it's because of the same reason, but it could be that it's not. That the that in the earlier timeline it was because he got shot he wasn't fixed correct but then he was and now the later one is because of what we're seeing as a result of Ford being inside of him you know so that's I'm interesting lucky. but if this theory pans out and the, and this season ends with them being basically satellited out and then leaving Westworld somehow right. Mm-hmm. Where do they end up? Do they end up in another machine? Do they end up in another lab where then they can be downloaded back into balls and and control units and be put into bodies that perhaps Ford made and hid years ago that's off island for this very reason? You know, that's an interesting idea. It could be possible, but I just don't know if they would the, – the, the thing that – that stops me from actually kind of believing it when I kind of came up, I was thinking about this. Cause that, that I just seemed weird where he said the phased array, we're going to get the satellite out. And then, I, and then the way Bernard just kind of gave up the information. It's like he wanted them to know, like you were saying, or like Hale was maybe perhaps she's even part of it at this point. We don't know, right? That they're kind of leading them there to get them to do that. Well, right, that this whole well, thing is a reverse game. That by the time well, we get to the end of it, just like we thought in the first scene of the season, we thought that Bernard was in control of the 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 uh, fidelity test, and then we find out that Dolores is. We're going to find out that actually Bernard and maybe even Hale is manipulating the that team to complete their end of it. All right. So after this scene. Now I've kind of, I've laid out my theory. Give me some feedback on that, people. That's what I was trying to do. That's what my video is about. I'm trying to make a video. I don't know if I'm going to release it. I may do it tomorrow. I may not. If I can, if I can get it together and get the time, I will. We'll see what happens. But anyway, in successive, uh, pretty much scenes, we, we lose both Clementine and Angela and they're pretty, they're pretty dead. I think that it's safe to say Clementine, it looks like, uh, they she took I think she took one to the head and Angela blew up. So without the backups, that is maybe the end of Angela. Though again, I think that the Valley Beyond might have that backup too. Yeah, well, it's it's yet to be seen. Be I mean, I can't I can't really say, but the the fact you know I again referencing the the, the podcast you did the other day that religious stuff really plays into a lot of the sacrifice and like it, you know, if that's a, an overtone, I don't think we're going to see Angela again. Absolutely. You know, for sure. Like, I think like she knew she had a role to play. Like, like, yeah. you know, even Dolores that's said, true. it's not for everybody. And I'm not so sure even, you know, that, that 
that whole thing with Teddy's body. Like he might've, might really been Teddy's body. You know, like, I don't know if, if that transference is going to happen, but you know, it's yet to be seen, but like, I think that it's not for everybody. And it might only be for, for the four main most sentient hosts. Mm. Like it might not be for anybody except them. So, you know, like, like, or, you know, who we assume are hosts, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it really might come down to like just Dolores Maeve and, and Bernard trying to get out or something like that, you know? Oh, that's so, interesting. Yeah. True. We don't just although a third of those hosts and we don't know even who, who they were. They yeah. Like everybody us. could just be yeah. like, like Dolores knows she's using everybody to her. We needs. just saw Teddy. Um, all right. So they, Angela blows up the cradle. So the cradle is blown up as we saw. We had actually seen that in another episode. And, uh, we get a great scene here though, with the, when Dolores kind of outs the whole secret project to Hale says that whole line. I was talking about eternity, her quest for eternity were die in the Valley. That was, that's an awesome scene, man. And I loved how hardcore Dolores was about the backups, you know, where this comes to fruition from earlier when Stubbs and Hale were kind of like, oh, they want to steal their backups. And Dolores is like, no, we want to destroy them. I thought that was pretty badass. I like Dolores more in this episode. Yeah, she's really – you're getting a lot around. more, especially yeah. after she realized, I guess, her father was was going to be done. Like you, you're seeing more of now the, the Wyatt side, like the – like the the nice Dolores is gone. Like now it's focus time. Like I think the father was almost a, uh, a distraction in a way until she realized why she she had to get him. Like it wasn't actually about him being her father. And I think now that she realized that it's like, bam, focused. And if this happened, Oh, that's interesting point of view, DJ. I didn't see it that way. That's interesting. I was actually, I was saying kind of the opposite. I thought that she was becoming a little bit, but maybe we're saying the same thing. This is where she's, she's actually kind of meeting more halfway. Like instead of being so angry, like even with Maeve, she understands, but she's like, no, I made a different decision. But you know, she does, yeah, like Not she doesn't like, care now though. Cause she knows like that, she, that was her last pain stage. I think. Yeah. She cares, but she cares in a different way. For she, she, I think she the can't. game. I think it's going to be about a goal. No, I think you're right. I think it's about humanized. I think it's about her escaping and getting getting out to the mainland to try to okay. You know, make, I see maybe point. resurrect something. Yeah, I can see your point there. But I just I, I was thinking more. I was what I was saying was more along the lines of she is kind of finding more of a middle ground there. Yeah, that's interesting that we saw it. Those. Uh, those two different ways, but I guess it ends up being the same way, which is, I agree with you that she's more focused now. And I do think you're right that in order, she might think Maeve is even kind of like ahead of the game. You know what I mean? Like you got to be free first and get out of here, Maeve, before you start worrying about all your human emotions, you know? Yeah. Well, Maeve had to get her pain, you know, like, like that they all, got to she got the kid and the kid got taken like now the pain like more pain that's what we've been like you know ford's been saying this pain shit is like a a, a big deal bernard's been going through pain the, the ball in his head you know like now like the more pain they're going through the more they'll feel 
Yeah, man. So is life, brother. That's it. Without the bitter, you can't enjoy the sweet. And as Ford says, actually, the passage from one world to the next requires bold steps. Um, so we also see uh, Mr. Callahan dies. I don't – I mean, he was a cool kind of character. He was a dick. Yeah, I kind of like the character. It was kind of cool. Um, well, Hell Breaks Loose, that's when we get this really cool uh, in the map room – uh, this kind of ballet of violence, which that kind that time I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but one of the most interesting parts here is that Bernard turns off the system and smashes the interface. And he kind of first he says, if I do this, then Dolores will have free reign. And, you know, Ford is kind of like, well, it's your choice. And then he does it. So it's like it's not it's he's like tricking Bernard again. You know? Again, I think he's using as a tool. Yeah, and, and and not that. I mean, he admits to it, and I think that we're supposed to see it that way. You know, because he says to him, "I'm going to have to take over now to get you to the next step." Yeah, because he wasn't. There was no more way Bernard could feel pain. The fact that Bernard always felt human and really was conflicted with like learning that he's not human now having to wipe out and kill these humans. That's, you know, not even near his programming. Yeah. So like that, that's a mind fuck. Like it would be different if they went into his thing and, you know, and, and, and ramped up his, his, you know, hate emotion well, and, and you, like they did to Teddy, you but also, no, he had to do that as Bernard. Right. And you also see what it did to him when he did it to him before. So he knows he can't handle it. Because like when he had him kill Teresa, you know, he knows Bedard can't handle it. Um, yeah. a, you, an interesting thing uh, here, we're, when we're getting to this part where Maeve and Dolores are down in the Mesa kind of loading dock and they have their whole conversation, which was a pretty interesting conversation. Um, Dolores says that she's going to, she says basically she's going to kill Maeve so they don't take her, break her down, and use her against them, right? And she's going to shoot her to save her from that. And then Maeve is kind of like, no, no. And then Dolores says, okay, you know, choose your own path. And I guess your path ends here and that's sad or whatever. But I was thinking to myself when I watched it, I was like – that's kind of forward thinking, isn't it? That really is the way you'd think about like a war that is much bigger than Westworld. Yeah. You know? Um, that's, she, it, it that's, was weird. Like why? And then, and then like she almost gave her the guilt trip to like do it herself. Like, don't let them take you. <laughs> yeah, you know? you're right. You're right. I didn't think of that though. I was like, like, you know, like, all right, well, yeah. I'm going to let you go, but you know, think about it. They're probably going to torture you and shit. So like, you know, and they'll probably get the awesome advancement in tech that's in your head, but you know, I'm not going to do it. You can figure yeah. it out. <laughs> and, like, I thought that was kind of like weird because like your whole objective is to not see this thing through unless she somehow like she can because she said she could eventually see the future maybe she understands that Maeve's gonna survive through this 
yeah. somehow or she's already uploaded i i, I don't know I, I she don't might know, know something know different like i know she said this is where we part ways like so yeah. they won't see each other again well we don't know that but i well, mean she, she knows it no well she's assuming that she's gonna die dude i think that's mm-hmm. what she's assuming or that they're gonna find her there or something you know because they're escaping out of there you know oh. but she doesn't know that size more is right around the corner but, yeah but uh, sleazemore is not like redeeming himself, he called in that team. Like he's looking no, at. I think he's going to heal me. He's looking to keep the tech. He's not going to let Mave fix Mave and then be like, "All right, go on your way." No, he's like, I, I he's like, "Fuck that! I'm going to be a no. CEO of the company because I'm the only one left, no. and Dude, I'm going to have the tech." Now you're getting silly. With you're, all right, you're I think he's a dick. Size more. I don't know what like made him cool. Be, you know, like he he called that shit in. Felix like looked at him like he was an asshole. Yeah, you know, well, I, that's true. That's true. He did. I think. I think he's gonna feel bad about it, and I think he's gonna save Maeve. I definitely think so. Gina, tweet Axel. He's wrong. Yeah, we'll see. I know you guys are down on size. I don't. I, there's a lot of anger there for Sizemore that you displayed. There. I don't. I like the character. I find him. I don't know. There's something about him that I like. I've always liked him. Well, for for I don't know. Whatever. I'm not gonna get into it. I liked him. All right. Um. So now we get to the last scene of the show, which is the only other time jump in the show. There's only two, the very after the first scene and into this one. And, uh, and this is where Bernard gives over the information of where Abernathy is. And I already went over my whole theory about it. I thought this whole scene was interesting. We kind of talked about it already. Um, and the debugging part, kind of debugging his head. Is Ford still in there? This was an awesome scene, man. I like it. And I'm convinced now. Now I'm even more convinced that I'm thinking about it again. That again, this is a reverse interrogation. Just like we saw in the beginning. These Nolan guys. I just rewatched uh, the Batman Rises movie. What's it? Is that what it's called? The Dark Knight Rises? Yes. That was not as good as I remembered. But it's called the dark it's called the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Rises. That's the third one, right? I don't know. I can't remember now. No. Yeah. I think so. But um yeah, I think there's some chicanery going on here. Uh Yeah, right. I mean it's just inception. That's it. Bang. Think of that. Yeah, inception. Like levels, exactly. man. They're not going to give you give us bullshit. Like if they got uh, which, you know, a few seasons in mind, like they, they're going to plan it out where it's going to be cool as shit that like, we're like how we, both of us came back after the season was about to start and, and, and did the, the marathon and, and, yeah. and plowed through it. And we're like, wow, so much better like this. Like we're going to be needing to do that by like the fourth season for the whole series through, because it is going to make that much, it's going to be that deep that we're going to need to like revisit it a lot. I think that's going to be, <laughs> it's going to turn into like heaviness. Yeah, baby. All right, DJ, you got it, man. You took a big hit back there. Didn't you, man? <laughs> okay, here we <laughs> We're going into the feedback. Are you ready for it? Let's do it, baby. <laughs> DJ's like, I did. All right, this is from Gina. Gina, she starts out by saying no feedback from me, but this is feedback, Gina. This was a, a message she sent us. Um, she says, 
I do think Dolores laid a big clue when she told Maeve the humans were going to try to use her powers to destroy her own kind. I guess we'll find out how strong Maeve's constitution really is outside her just mission for her daughter. Okay, very interesting. I didn't see this. This was a late addition that you put into the notes. So I didn't know that um, Gina, man, great thinking. Oh, I love – Oh, even you say no feedback, but you hit upon something that I was just talking about before and then you look at it from a different way. Um, you think that might be foreshadowing in a way. That's interesting. Yeah, it foreshadows a much larger war. That's what it foreshadows to me, that Dolores would be thinking – she didn't say like it was not – it just sounded bigger than the park to me, you know? And I think, yeah, Gina hit, hit on that too. Awesome. What do you think about that, DJ? Gina's the shiznizzle. Yep. She just always – she doesn't even have to write a, you know, an essay like she usually does. Like she one line and it's like, bam, like that's a whole new, whole new train of thought. Like Gina, you rock. You rock. Thank you for even doing that. Now, Gina did say, I did watch what's coming next week. We did not watch that yet. We might do a live watch. We'll see how tired we are. And all I'll say is it's going to be awesome. Okay. Maybe we'll, 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 let's see how, let's see, let's get through the feedback and see if we do a live watch. All right. Now, newbie doos. And we're going to play the newbie doos theme song created by DJ Timothy Hines. Now, Newbie Doos has something to say here. And this is interesting. <clears throat> I love Westworld, the story they're telling, and the philosophical existential questions. But don't you think some of the action scenes are a bit out of place somehow? I don't know, just throwing it out there to hear your thoughts. Don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I sometimes feel like the action scenes are getting in the way of the actual beautiful story underneath, if that makes sense. You know what, Newbie? I have to say... I did feel like, I don't know, I guess in this episode, it did, it was, it was a lot of guns and a lot of people getting shot. And I'm not a person who watches a lot of casual, like I do watch violent stuff, but it's usually not casual violence. Like even in Sons of Anarchy, it has a great import, you know? Um, just thinking of probably the most violent thing I watch. So. Yeah, I don't know. This episode was particularly violent, but I think it did have a deeper point in this one about how they were treating the hosts. You know, well, well, think well, what about the games you play? Yeah. A lot of the good games you play, you have to go through repetitive, boring, violent scenes—not yeah, yeah. violent, but like like boss mm-hmm. like battles—until you can get to the boss battles and the, and the yeah. good stuff. So if it's still in game mode then it's it's playing well that way even like the the scenes aren't really 
important, but they're just happening. Because no. you're they're moving along in the and then to the next phase, like like they got through Shogun World, like they made it through that level. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. that, you know it 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 makes sense if you I I think looking at it that way. I I love your game angle on this whole show. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. That is pretty cool. Uh, Newbie Dues continues a more interesting question: Will MIB's daughter be the one to save him? It does seem like they set it up that way, and he will feel very ashamed of himself. I agree. And adding that further emotional context to it even makes me feel, I just think that's a natural thing. It's got to be either that or ghost nation picks them up and she's with them or, you know, I just, uh, I don't see it going any other way. What do you think DJ? It's too hard for me to say, cause I, I, I have conf- conflicting ideas if either of them are human. Uh, so if either of them are human. Know, I, yeah. At this point, like I can't, I can't elaborate because I'll talk for an hour defending each side. Yeah, I get it, baby. All right. Now we have some awesome feedback from Andy. And thank you, Newbie Doos. You rock. Newbie Doos. And follow Newbie Doos on Twitter and Twitch. Um, Andy, thanks, Andy, for more awesome feedback. He said that he did love the uh, the the uh, f- the show we did with uh, Justin and Hacks. And um, he has a little theory here. Uh, I do think that there is a third party involved. I'm just not sure who or what it is. I think we're going to see something similar happen to what happens in another one of Michael Crichton's stories, just like in Jurassic Park. I think a third party might be responsible for the park collapsing. No, I don't think the hosts are going to start eating the guests, but I do think the third party could end up being the key to the host finally being able to leave Westworld. Hmm. That is interesting. Uh, that that's you know what man I like that because it does make me think you're right as like maybe kind of Charlotte I think like you were saying before I think DJ of like Charlotte maybe being unwittingly um manipulated by Ford and this third party is actually going to come in like we're seeing it could be the satellite right thank you very much and help the final for the final push, the final way to get out. It's not going to be Delos. It's going to be this third party that didn't really have the advantage it thought it had, right? It had been acting outside the whole time and kind of mucking things up. I think that's interesting. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. This is, you know, espionage for ideas and and technology has been around since they invented the wheel. So, you know, like, it makes sense. It it's, does it's, make it's, sense. It's amazing technology. Ando. All right. Ando Kalrissian continues. Why has Dolores stopped with the over-the-top dialogue and the Shakespearean-type delivery? You're totally right. It has noticeably changed the last two episodes. I saw it as an outgrowth of her kind of leveling out. I think why it – I think if you look – I think if we're going to look back at this season of Dolores and the way she was like insanely mowing people down in the in the first episode, it's like the Wyatt Dolores had to stabilize, you know? Like the program – I agree completely. It, it kind of like had to mesh. That's so probably, that's probably why you hated it in the beginning yeah. and thought it was really over the top because she had to be because she was going on at each extreme. Yeah, and it makes sense exactly, now. Exactly, yeah. It was like kind of the way her – program was reacting correct because even if she's like a thing to i think that it's important to remember about the host and i think that's going to play into 
the, the show already does. And just to point the obvious is even if they're conscious, they're still robots, right? They're still programs. So just in the same way Maeve can develop these new type of powers, their personalities could develop in ways that are robot-like, not human-like, you know? That's interesting. Um, Andy says a company as big and powerful as Delos has to have more than one backup. Hell, every computer guy or business, including my own, has three to four backups of all their data. I can't believe there's only one backup. I totally agree. I, it's either in that place that William had where he kind of stored everything and, and, you know, it doesn't make sense. And that's why it makes sense that, that Charlotte could be working with another party, right? Because she tried to get it in that one specific weird way by approaching Sizemore. Like, can we remember that? Yeah. Can we remember that the person who's supposed to be the head of the board chose this incompetent buffoon who was pissing on the map to make this delivery for her and put Abernathy on the train and everything? Why did she have to go? And she claimed it was because Ford knew everything, right? But you, but, in the same way, she's get she's ready to get him fired, right? And has and William's vote. Take it next step. She's in that lab, her lab. Yeah, exactly. With, with, and everything was different than any tech we've yes, seen. Thank you. So yeah. All right. I agree. Um, and he concludes, I think we may see Bernard and Ford fight for control of Bernard's body. Totally agree. That's a great way to put it, fighting for control of Bernard's body and mind. Bernard did not exactly look happy to be doing what Ford was making him do. I could see something like what happens with John Cusack and John Malkovich and being John Malkovich. Eventually, I see Bernard defeating his master and becoming fully in control. And maybe that's what Ford wants. As DJ saying, he wants to put him through that pain. He wants to make Bernard kill Ford, right? He wants to make him do that just in the same way that Arnold had Dolores kill him and, and Ford had Dolores kill him. He's kind he, of doing this similar thing. Get that pain, right? Yeah. I, I could see him now like putting it to a, uh, like a, almost a decision. He's like, well, Bernard, you have a choice. You could either delete me from your mind or, or I'm going to take it over. Like, he, like it's going to be like a consequence. And, and then Bernard's gonna have to make the choice, the hard choice, and it's gonna be, he's gonna be upset. And that's gonna be the awakening for him, maybe. Mm. Because, because he's, a, you know, I'm still thinking he's the, the highest level of tech. Even though Dolores is where she's at, I still think there's something in him that, that Bernard. Ford was working on that's yeah. that next level. The art, right? The art. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the, the, the perfection, mm-hmm. the masterpiece. All right. Brett, Brett Factual coming in strong with a theory that I really like. It has aspects of stuff we've talked about. I like the way he puts it out here. Here we go. From his conversation with Ford, Bernard infers that Delos Corporation is secretly making copies of human guests as a part of their covert project. Dolores suggests that these copies are being kept at the Valley Beyond when she says to Charlotte, your chances at eternity will die in the Valley with all the souls there. At the beginning of the episode, Stubbs tells Bernard that Charlotte and the extraction team are not interested in saving lives. They're only interested in saving the secret project. If they're invested so highly in this idea of living for eternity, it's possible they already have copies of themselves ready to roll out. There could already be a copy of Charlotte and Carlet Strand. Furthermore, Delos Corp could already have a copy of whoever they wanted. 
including unknown employees like Stubbs, the skull-cutting technician that is plugging the control units into the laptop, the woman with the red-high priority cards that's draining the lake, etc. If the letterbox aspect ratio is used to indicate a digital world and the beach scene is not in that aspect ratio, then it is part of the physical world. But yet we see glitches like the woman in the tan dress being shot in different places in line and Bernard uttering circumstances less than ideal at the same time that Carl Strand does. The explanation for these glitches is that everyone you see on the beach is either a host or a human copy and they are experiencing a loop that has happened before and will happen again. Suppose the encryption key inside Abernathy's control unit is needed to boot up the project and make the human copies go live. Dolores has that now, and if she can eliminate the original Carl Strand and his team, she could flood the valley and set the copies of these people on a narrative of arriving post-massacre onto the beach and beginning an investigation. They could then begin a loop of draining the valley, flooding the valley, being wiped clean, beach scene, draining the valley, flooding the valley, ad infinitum, forcing upon them the type of torturous Groundhog Day existence that she and all the other hosts were subjected to for 30 years, and fooling the Delos Corporation to anyone off-island, right? Just like, except they, how long could they keep on doing that? I don't know. Just like James Delos did not realize he was a hybrid until someone told him he was, these human copies will also not realize until the end of the loop they are all copies as well. By then it will be too late that they will be rebooted and the loop will begin. Dolores will need to sacrifice Bernard for this loop to commence, but only one of the Bernards. There seems to be a few to spare. Oh, okay. This is interesting. Um, this, before you get into it, I just got to say, this is the shit you send into a podcast that has the word theory cast in it. This is what's up. Brett. Yeah, wow. I like it. Wow. I like it. I didn't mean to poke a hole. I tried to add something, but I may have poked a hole because the only – I like this very much, right? And I like this idea, but how long could the loop go on? Because there had there would have to be what could be maybe – oh, maybe Delos thinks everything's okay now? Yeah, you maybe know, there's like no the signal out. The island? Like the- yeah. Maybe it never got out. Maybe the signal never got out. I mean, no this is almost like the, wrong. the matrix theory we have, but yeah, this is except it. outside. <clears throat> now, let's see. The, the, this is a part I was supposing encryption key inside Abnathy is needed to boot up the project, make the human copies go live. That is interesting. So if she can eliminate, so she has to kill the originals, right? I see that. And then they can just be stuck in this loop. That is really interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I mean, even yeah. expanding off of this, like, like, just say maybe it's not the repeating of it, but you kill the originals and replace them. Mm. Now they get they got access to go home and shit, like, yeah. and get out. Now they're out. You know, like now you start spreading. Like maybe they look like Charlotte, but it's got Teddy's CPU in it. You know, and now all he's got to do is play the Charlotte role, that, get you, off island. Now, bam, the, the mainland of, of wherever they're at is infiltrated and they spread like wildfire. I, I, yeah, well, there you go. That now that's just if the show's willing to go there. But just to go back to what, um, to go back to what Brett said here, I do like this. And one of the things I like about it is that it means all that stuff we've been watching is meaningless, 
right? Like if they're on this meaningless loop of trying to discover what happened and they go and Bernard gets this story, right? And then Charlotte shows up and then blah, and they keep on going on this loop, right? With Carl, blah, 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 and all that. And then when they get here, I mean, how could we discover this? Maybe they just kind of turn around and start again, or they see all motor functions, right? And some, or I don't, I don't know if they're, but it's like, it, it, it I don't know. I'm trying to think of how they could communicate this to us. Um, and I, mean, I, it, but it, I, 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 like I know the possibility the sh- yeah. this whole thing is, is multiple levels of the cradle. Well, you're now you're you're okay. You're you're pushing. You know what I'm you're saying? Pushing, it, I know. Let's stay on what it, Brett said. Let's stay on what Brett said. But it's the same idea, except in a in a spot where it could be understandable. Right. Well, it's physical. It's a physical. physical. Right. It, it, right. So so instead of it being physical, it's in it could be something of that nature. That's okay. That I understand deep. what you're trying to say. It's like it's like the cradle. It's mimicking the cradle. Yes. Okay. I understand what you mean in that. I'm sorry, DJ. I thought you were going to go into a whole thing about it could be actually the cradle, but that, I mean, we could go there because you could, you could, it could either it be either one. It could be something, yeah. it could be explainable. You could reverse it. Because I did have actually, uh, by you bringing that up, it does allow me to interject a, a, um, a, uh, uh, a directorial slash editing theory, which was it would be pretty cool. In this season, if we see a real time change in aspect ratio to signify that something we thought was digital is real or vice versa. So for instance, we're watching a scene that is in the different, um, thinner aspect ratio, right? Wider. It's not actually wider, but you know, with the boxes. Okay. And then it starts moving. And then we realize, oh shit, that was, that's, this is the real world or it goes back the other way. You That'd know be I mean? awesome. That'd be that, kind of cool. It would also be another piece like they've been giving us like yeah. to put something concrete. Like, that, this yes, a, you guys are right. This is what we did this for a yeah. reason. You got us thinking here, Brett. I like this very much. I like it very much. That's really cool. I'm not, there's. And I like it so much that I'm now trying to figure out how they could actually, that's the thing is how could they show us that, right? Like what would be the scene that shows this, that, that Dolores and them are off island, right? They've completed this or we see them somewhere and then they turn around and, you know, she sends some signal there or something or, you know, there and she says like well they're in their little loop and then we just see it again and bernard wakes up and we see the twitch again or something like i'm just trying to think of how you could actually kind of shoot that to show that or you start it would have great great emotional significance that she did that that's what i really you know you're kind of a sadistic dude brett to think about that because that's like that's kind of killer man you know, yeah, like or she, or she or the idea is to she used it against them. humans and put them into hosts to yeah. torture them in a loop. Like, 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 eventually, all humanity. Well, that's what that, he's that, saying. Like, that's what yeah, I'm saying. saying. Like, yeah. I know, but like, I, like, you know, that's it, really it, cool it's awesome. That they I'm, got I'm their it up, wish. Man. They got their wish, right? Yeah, but like they wanted wish. to be. They wanted to and, have fun oh, in this game. Damn, because because real life sucks. Well, guess what? Well, how about check this? Check this out. Why One day it? back in Philly, yeah. four guys started to sing. They came up to say, what's your name? Boys to Men. Oh, wait, no, sorry. 
I don't even know where that came from, DJ. This is a long podcast. Um, but one thing to Brett to back up your little theory here is if they were sent on a loop over and over again like that, wouldn't that be just long enough for them to be stable? Right? Just like James Stalos. So this little play of Bernard waking up on the beach, them going through this whole thing that oh. is being played through by the, the copies of these people to like subject them to this madness. Oh is, shit. Like, could, because they know it yeah, only, it like only, they, they can't go past day exactly. 39 or whatever. Right. Like, so they, they, they set it to yep. 35 days. So like you're, you're good for those 35 yep. days and you reset. Bam. It would oh be my shorter. God. That's I, torture. Think, I think it would be a little bit shorter maybe, but whatever, you know, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I don't know the exact yep. number. I'm just using an example, but whatever they got a 10 day loop, whatever it is, you know, like that's still amazing, amazing yeah, I like torture. That. I like that, Brett. That was a very, that, that, that theory brought off a lot of thought process. That was awesome. So DJ, we've reached the end of our feedback. Do you want to live watch the coming attraction and talk about it real quick. We have never done that before. And we've already done like a 15 hour podcast. What do you want to do? Let's fucking do it, man. Yeah, we, this is the Westworld theory cast after Brett just brought shit like that. How can we say no? All right. So turn on your TV, DJ. All right. Well, we cut out all the bullshit. Now we're just going to hit play and we're going to watch the trailer for the next episode, episode eight. And we're going to chat about it. So here we go. Ready, DJ three, two, one play. Oh, Whoa. snap diz, bro. Snap diz. Oh, so that's interesting. This is almost like a, this could be like a Tally's episode, right? What the? Where we're going to see like, the whole like, journey through his eyes. Like, look at the way he looked. Oh, they looked over at the, you see them. You think yeah, they're, you think like, they're wow. in a loop. I, I was not expecting right? that. You think they're in a loop, but then it goes over the mountain and they're watching stuff being built. They know what's going on. You know, did Ford always let them out there to like, was he like, or did they become sentient and it went unnoticed? Interesting. Yeah, I mean, right? Like, like, did it, because, like, the the if you think about the demeanor of the you know the Native American is it's slow, respect the earth, they move with the earth. Like, it's almost like we overlooked all this shit. Yeah, like you know, like even though they're yeah. painted as savages, they're you know, like we said, the animals that came alive used their animal instincts that they were taught. You know, like so, like if this was what they were programmed with, they're like, you know, doing their programming, but they might be just more woke than we know. And we yes. even like anticipate it because they're so quiet, but he did say to Maeve, we're on the same path. So like, this is, this is cool. I, yeah. I mean, I, I think now we're going to get even more answers. Oh, I love it. Ghost nation, baby. Bill Cobb is going to like that. Oh, that's interesting. What an interesting episode it looked like. And they didn't really show anything else. But that journey, right? Yeah, that, that didn't give away anything. That yeah. could happen in the first three minutes and be over. True. And True that, that yeah. could be it. Or it could be the whole episode. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> that, I feel like – I feel so – no, because I feel point. like I didn't spoil shit for myself. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, I like that. That and But you see a little bit of Maeve there and a little interaction with Ford, interaction with well, – Yeah, uh, with Bernard. the, the, the he's white there. car. Look, he's there at both points, Right. He comes after – after, or looks like after Arnold is killed and then he comes there after Ford is killed. So it's like has he been sentient this whole this whole time, 
and Ford didn't even know about it. That would be kind of cool. And meanwhile, a lot of us have thought, me included, that Ghost Nation was kind of Ford's almost backup plan, or maybe, or maybe he did set it in motion the whole time. That's interesting. Yeah, like I kind of always oh. thought they were like there to, to clean up. Like if it went wrong, like they were going to just wipe everything out, and it would be like you know, sorry, you lost everything. Like when yeah. like a Ford's Ford's like control alt delete, you know. But that this is like a whole new. My gosh, we could do the Westworld trailer theory cast right now. Like, this could go on for a half hour. I know. That was very cool. But you know what? We do got to get out of here. This is a super long podcast. Uh, everyone, first off, let me thank you, DJ Tim Hines, for getting us through. We, we went in and out and this was a fun cast. No, we I, went down the rabbit hole up into the sky where the bluebirds sing. I, I want to thank you, Axel, because I, I know it's a lot of work what you did the last couple of weeks when I was sick, you mailed me the vials of cortical fluid. Yep. You, you held the podcast down UPS, and UPS. I know it was a struggle after you did, you know, an hour and a half on, on YouTube, venturing out, spreading the Westworld theory cast word, the gospel of our stuff and uh, promoting our show and also making friends. And I, I, I know that it was a lot for you this week and put up with me and my bullshit and my awesome, awesome thoughts this week and i was trying on you so i appreciate you uh being you know <laughs> holding it down and then well, putting you. up with me thank and you. turning out thank this you. awesome fucking podcast yeah baby. yo we love you guys thank you all mm-hmm. for sending in this feedback thanks for inspiring us to try something new yep. watching the trailer live and that's it keep it coming all right Westworld dvr at gmail.com <laughs> okay dj <laughs> all right everybody thank you for listening you can find us on the interwebs at dvrpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at WestworldDVR. Email us, as DJ said, WestworldDVR at gmail.com. Please write us an Apple Podcast review, even if you think we're pedantic know-it-alls. And by the way, while you're writing that review, do me a favor and say howdy to your moms for me. Pedantic. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.